episode with dips yesterday uh not for this for for reels and if you haven't checked out for reels why go go do that now it's a lot of fun pause this go do that okay welcome back um mind blown i knew it i am going to okay so this week is there's really nothing that i'm i'm talking about this week i'm i'm actually just going to go over something that uh that i've been dealing with and that has been keeping me from recording consistently uh, since the beginning of the year. First of all, I'm not going to most likely have an episode next week because of what's happening. Um, so this is probably the last time you're going to hear from me for a couple of weeks. But I mean, it's just like last time. So it's not unusual, I guess. However, I I really like to have something out every week. It's just, it's this, this thing, which again to right now is, has been taking up, you know, my, my time and, and my mind. And I've been, you know, when I've been able to record with, with dips for the other podcast, I've been putting a lot of energy into that. So it's been going back and forth and it just didn't make sense to do an episode every week for no green eggs. So I was diagnosed with skin cancer, just pulling off the bandaid, um, about, I, I think, maybe six weeks ago, five weeks ago. And tomorrow, I'm having Mohs surgery to have it uh, removed, which is good news. Uh, and, you know, as far as cancers goes, this is, you know, pretty much base, well, base, best case because it's be taken away and there's you know nothing no chemo or radiation involved so i'm thankful for that very thankful for that and um but but the thing is it's on my face it's on the side of my face it's kind of where my headphones are and it's going to be very uncomfortable for a while the the size of it is a little bit bigger than they were hoping that would be, would be but that's because i did not get it checked out <laughs> and it's been there for a while and basically the, the way it formed was it was just like a, a little wound on the side of my face that never healed. It would scab over and then it would go away. And then sometimes, you know, the scab, it would just wash off and then it would be fine for a little bit. And then it would start bleeding again and, and the scab over, over and over again. And uh, yes, in hindsight, I should have checked it out much quicker or much sooner. And the doctor was the, the first doctor was uh, more than happy to tell me that over and over and over again. <laughs> I got to the point, I was like, okay, yeah, get it. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's get rid of it. And um, yes, I, I would have. It's It's been more more time than I'm, I'm willing to admit and or really actually know. So that, that, that'll give you some kind of clue. Uh, it's going to be taken off tomorrow, which is great. Or I guess today, this this is going to release 
the same day that it's being removed. Um, and by the time this comes out, hopefully it'll be done. I'm not sure though. The way the surgery goes, if you don't know most surgery, uh, with, because it's on the face, they want to make sure that they get it as precisely cut out as they possibly can. They don't want to go uh, take too much away from my face. Um, so if it was like on the body, they would usually go four or five millimeters around the area that's infected or where the cancer is and just take it all and just be confident that it's basically all gone. So for this, they have to be very precise and they're going, basically they're taking whatever they can see with their physical eye, with their physical eye, with their eyes. And then they take a biopsy. I wait in the waiting room. Uh, this is, it's all local anesthetic. It's, it's uh, they just numb it. And then I, I go wait in the waiting room for 45 minutes to an hour. Then uh, the biopsy will show them exactly where to go next um, because the, the, I guess the, okay, the way they describe it to me is these are, it's kind of like a, uh, a, a bunch of grapes and it's kind of like a grape cell basically. And, and the, they, it's not just one big blotch. It's, it kind of goes out in, in grape kind of pattern. And so basically the, the biopsy will show them where the next grape is. I mean, it's a really archaic way of talking about it, but basically how they, they, um, uh, what am I trying to say? That's, that's how they told me about it. <laughs> that's how they described it. I'm sorry. I'm just a little bit out of it because it's, it's coming up and it's, I know it's all going to be good afterwards, just going through it and the recovery time is going to be a little bit. Anyway, I'll get into that in a second. Um, so then it, they might have to do a two or three rounds of that, I, you know, come back up, cut out the new, the, the other area and then go back down and then come back up and now, yeah, you know, there's a biopsy each time and, you know, uh, hopefully it's not as long as they think it might be. They said it's going to be very boring either way, you know, cause there's a lot of wait time. And, uh, that's, he said, that's the worst part of it. Other than of course, you know, the fact that you have to heal and the healing time, um, can take anywhere from three to four months. And that's because the size of it and location they they're going to have to basically give me a facelift on that side. So they're basically cutting from my eye to my ear and then from the ear down my face and they're going to lift up from there and then sew it. It's, it's big. It's not huge, but it's, it's big enough. And I'm kind of, you know, like, man, I'm going to look weird. You know, um, my wife is like, Oh, just get the other side done if it does. And, <laughs> So the, the healing process is basically the face settling, the bumps, you know, going away because it's going to be bumpy. And, you know, it's just a lot of, I don't know, it's just going to be a lot of smoothing out and stuff like that. And it just takes time. So they told me three, four months for that to happen. Uh, it's going to be very sore for, you know, definitely the first day. <laughs> 24 hours going to be in this uh, big bandage. And then for the next week, I have to be very careful. I can't really do much because there's going to be, you know, hundreds of stitches just holding my face up. So um, I'm going to have to take it easy. And then it's just going to be, you know, whatever pain it is, it is. Um, and that's that's it. I mean, at least it's going to be gone. So, and like I said before, it's not not that bad. You know, it's just, it's just inconvenient, obviously, because it's you know, right in my face and they have to, you know, change my face basically. <laughs> so that, that's like the most worrying part for me is, uh, just changing my face, but it, it'll be what it is. And like I said, it's just, 
it that's just superficial. So uh, I'm very grateful for for nothing worse than it is. So my wife and I are doing that tomorrow. We're going to go very early, and I wasn't going to be able to record after that. And I want to make sure that I got something in for you, at least give you an update of what's going on, because um, I'm not going to be able to do it next week. And who knows how long this is going to be before I can actually like wear headphones that are comfortable. <laughs> I'm not going to hurt my head. And uh, that's it. Um, yeah, so I will be fine. And I am fine right now, but I will be fine after this and it'll be gone and then be done with. And that's that. And uh, yeah, thank you for all uh, those of you that do already know. Uh, thank you for the outpouring of support and I appreciate everything. All right. So like I said, I'm not doing much this episode. I, I really didn't have anything planned because of what's going on, but uh, I didn't want to leave you hanging. You know, I didn't want to just give you an update and be like, all right, you got to wait. You know, it's already been two weeks. Now you have to wait, you know, at least two more. So let's go ahead and read a wacky invention that uh, was actually patented. And uh, like I said before, there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's a lot of crazy things out there. Um, and because, you know, my wife and I are going to be together tomorrow, I thought I would go ahead with one that had two people on it that look like a husband and wife. And so let's do that. I don't know anything about it except for the fact that it's called Bossy Flossy. And uh, in the picture itself, there's a, a man and a woman. You know that it's a man and woman because actually it's like a man and a woman from like the, like the 1950s or 40s. Um, she, he's, he's in a suit. She's, I, I, I think... I think she's in an apron. <laughs> so it's got to be from the 50s. Um, and between them, okay, they're leaning into each other. and But they're like a, a good foot apart. And in between them is a line going from each each other's mouth with some kind of coil thing in between. And I'm assuming that's floss, but let's, let's figure it out. And, you know, we, we don't have to guess anymore because we're just going to go right into it. This is from 1923. I was wrong. Wrong in the date. It was filed March 29th of 1921 and approved August 28th of 1923. Wow, the turnaround on that was pretty bad. Um, there's some pictures of the bottom row of teeth, uh, some kind of hinge, and <laughs> oh, wow. Um, it looks like a coil on the wall with a, a, a line attached to the hinge, and the hinge is inside this guy's mouth in the first drawing. And the second drawing is the same as I described to you earlier with the man and the, the woman and the contraption in between them, um, connected by mouths. So <laughs> this is, this is bossy flossy. Okay. So the good news is this isn't a very long description of it. Um, but I'm sure it's not going to be any less confusing than any other one that we've ever done. So, uh, United States patent, Charles G. Purdy of Brooklyn, New York, exercising device. Oh, it's called exercising device. See, Okay. The other page where I find these, the website. Okay, it is. It's called uh, Exercise and Advice, created by Charles G. Purdy of Brooklyn, New York. The other website tells me what they name it, <laughs> not not exactly what the patent is, um, and not not what Charles would, you know, dub it. It's it's basically what the website says it looks like. So uh, here we go. This is the actual transcript from the patent. So, uh, quote, unquote, 
to all whom it may concern, be it known that I, Charles G. Purdy, a citizen of the United States and a resident of the city of New York, borough of Brooklyn, in the county of Kings and state of New York, have invented a new and improved exercising device of which the following is a full, clear, and exact description. The present invention relates to new and useful improvements in exercising devices, and it pertains more particularly to devices especially designed and constructed for exercising the teeth, gums, and all other organs which under a natural diet would receive their exercise through the act of mastication. Okay. <laughs> it is well known that modern methods of preparing food usually result in a cooked food requiring little or no mastication. The use of such foods results in decayed teeth, undeveloped jaws, and various other complications due solely to the lack of exercise attendant on proper mastication. Okay, pause. What? <laughs> it is well known that modern methods of preparing food usually result in a cooked food requiring little or no mastication. So, why? So, in 1923, were the, or 1921, because this, this is when it started, and this is obviously a, a, an epidemic, was the food not cooked in a way that you would need to chew it? I mean, it's kind of what it sounded like. So in the result of that, or as a result of that, and not chewing, your teeth would just decay and your do your jaw would just become <laughs> basically, uh, I don't know, just stop working properly. I don't, that makes no sense whatsoever. Moving on. It is a primary object, object. It is the primary, I'm sorry. It is the primary object of the invention to provide a device, the use of which will supply the necessary exercise to the muscles of these several organs to keep said organs in a healthy state and operate as a preventative agent and curative medicine in case of Peoria. Okay, pause again. First of all, why do they keep saying organs? Is, is your mouth considered like... Your jaw's not an organ, right? That's a bone. I mean, I would guess your tongue couldn't be considered that, but your gums aren't an organ, are they? I don't know enough about biology or dentistry in order to do that. But also, I had to look up Peoria. Peoria, Peoria, also known as periodontis, is a malfunctional disease affecting oral gum. Okay. Wow. It is an inflammation caused by bacteria which can affect causing halitosis, bad smell of the mouth, yes, we know, uh, gingival recession, destruction of the support bone of the tooth, and in the worst case, cause even the loss of the tooth. Now I'm reading that from uh, DestinationDentalCareNewJersey.com. <laughs> That's the first thing that came up in, in Google. Thank you. That is insane. That is very interesting. Um, okay. Now I know. Don't understand it, but there we go. Continuing on. Should I continue? Do I have more to say about that? Oh, the organs thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to look that up right now. Okay, continuing. It is a still further object of the invention to provide a device of this character which is capable of use in different forms dependent upon existing conditions. With the above and other objects in view, reference is had to the accompanying drawings in which Figure 1, 
is a plan view of the mouthpiece of a of a device constructed in accordance with the, the present invention. Sorry, that just came out weird. Um, continuing, figure two is a sectional view thereof taken on the line two dash two of figure one, blah, blah, blah. Figure three is a schematic view showing one of the methods of use of the device. That is the, the device attached to a hook on the wall and you're pulling it. I I really hope they get into what that is actually um, doing. And figure four is a similar view showing another method of use of the device. Uh, referring more particularly to the drawings, the device comprises a plate five, so shaped as to conform to the general contour of the mouth. This plate is prepared in such a manner that it will have the bite of the person for whom the plate is made, said plate being formed with depressions adapted to receive the teeth in such a manner that each tooth will be in contact therewith during the operation of gripping the plate between the teeth. Okay, let's stop. So that's pretty impressive that they have this. Well, maybe it's not. I'm just, maybe I'm just ignorant, but that they can actually do like match it with the teeth. So you're basically asking for, you know, you have to get fitted and stuff like that. And I don't know, that just seems like a newer thing. But again, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, okay, continuing. The plate five may be formed of either rigid material or pliable material as desired, and the same is reinforced by means of a wire or the like. Six, extending through the body substantially centrally thereof. As more clearly shown in figure one, this reinforcing element is projected beyond the front portion of the plate to form an I-7. So I'm, I'm reading these numbers. Pause. Reading these numbers, they're actually referenced to the device itself, or to the drawings. So seven. Okay, so seven is the little hook. Um, five is the mouthpiece. Six is the bracket that goes on the mouthpiece. And the hook, number seven, is on the bracket. Oh, jeez. Okay. Moving on. All right. Um, attached to the I-7 is a cord or other suitable flexible member, 8, and said cord or the like has a spring or similar element, 9, secured to its other end. So I was right. In lieu of this construction, however, it is obvious that a rigid handle may be attached to the device if desired. Why? Okay. So let's pause and what i thought was a spring actually is a spring so if you have two mouthpieces one for yourself and one for an unwilling victim you can attach each end to the spring and <laughs> the implications are <laughs> that you can you can exercise each other by basically pulling from each side and and then you get stronger. <laughs> your organs will be stronger. I'm assuming your stomach is going to be strong, your kidneys, uh, your liver, everything's going to be much, much stronger because you have worked it out with this mouthpiece and spring with another person. And you would not, would not um, be forced to slam heads together from the spring action um, recoiling. You wouldn't. That's just not going to happen. Unless it's... Let's move on. Maybe they do do talk about it. 
Continuing, the device is used in the following manner. The plate is gripped between the teeth of the user and the spring or flexible member eight is attached to a wall or other suitable support. Pause. Another person is not a suitable support. Continuing. When the device has been secured to the support and the plate firmly gripped between the teeth by movements of the head, the device will receive a series of short jerks or impulses which will be transmitted to the teeth in order to reduce a strain thereon, <laughs> which strain serves to give the several organs of the mouth and head a proper exercise to maintain the necessary circulation therein. <laughs> in figure four is shown another method of using the device. And when used in this manner, two plates, five are employed. Each of these plates is provided with a flexible member eight, that's the string or a cord or whatever you're going to do, the ends of which are secured to a single elastic member nine in the form of a spring or the like. Wait a minute. Pause. Or the like. Why are they saying or the like? This is a patent for something. I guess they don't need to have like everything figured out, like what materials they're going to use yet. I guess not. I, I really want to. <laughs> that's Okay. Moving on, this form of the device is used by two persons, each of which grips one of the plates between the teeth and said persons pull in opposite directions, similar to the so-called, quote unquote, this is in the form, tug of war. That is awesome. <laughs> You're playing tug of war with somebody. Using your teeth and a spring and cords or whatever, someone is breaking their nose. Okay. Moving on, from the foregoing, it is apparent that the present invention provides means by which the teeth, gums, and other organs of the mouth are subjected to sufficient exercise to set up a free circulation therein and maintain a healthy state thereof. Whew. I claim, that's not me, that's Charles, one, a device for exercising the teeth comprising a plate adapted to correspond with the articulation of the user and means connected with the plate of exerting tra traction on said plate, whereby the teeth are positively exercised as and for the purpose set forth. Two, I, I felt like, I'm sorry, pause. I thought he was getting to a point there. It's just a run-on sentence. Two, a device for exercising the teeth comprising a plate of suitable material means for reinforcing said plate Said reinforcing means projecting from said plate in the form of an eye, and traction producing means secured to said eye. There's a lot of saids in there. Moving on. Three, a device for exercising the teeth comprising a plate formed to conform to the articulation of the user, and traction producing means adapted to the, be attached to said plate. Said tra traction producing means comprising a pliable elastic member. Four, as a new article of manufacture, a device for exercising the teeth comprising a plate shaped to conform to the contour of the mouth and having on each side comparatively deep depressions to, <laughs> to receive the teeth, said depressions corresponding in number to the teeth of the user so that each tooth will be seated in a depression, the plate being provided with a member projecting from its front portion whereby when traction is exerted among, or upon said member, each individual tooth will be exercised. And <laughs> signed, Charles G. Purdy. That's it. 
<laughs> this is so much worse than the drawing even suggests. Okay. Um, man, I, I'm picking these like in, in consecutively bad order as far as the implications for these things. I think, I, I don't know. Um, this is very strange. Uh, I'm very impressed with the, the two thing with, with the molded, you know, to each person's bite. Um, but again, I don't know enough to know if 1921 is too early for that kind of technology. Um, the spring with the, the cords, which if they're rubber too, I mean, it's just extra pulling and extra force on the return. (laughs) The, the implications of what this could do to, for you is nothing compared to what it's going to do to you. And that is a lot of face surgeries. Uh, speaking of my own, uh, this is going to be broken orbital bones, orbitable bones, broken noses, uh, <laughs> jaws, the teeth, the teeth are just going to come out eventually. I don't, I do not. I, I don't suggest you getting that or making this. Um, the years on patents, what, what is the year? Like how, how long does the patent last? This is a hundred years old. So I'm thinking that, or just nearly a hundred years old. I think it's the patents probably, um, expired by now. Was this ever created and used? I've never seen anything of the like. I think this is incredibly dangerous. I think even, even if you're not using another person, which is absolutely bonkers, by the way, even if you're just using a wall, you, you put a hook on the wall, you put the spring on the hook and you attach a line from the hook to the mouthpiece and the mouthpiece is in your mouth and you're just pulling back. And first of all, can you imagine? I just mocked, did it with my head and that is just crazy in itself, the the motion. But if, well, like how hard are you pulling? And then what if one of those pieces fails on the on the other end, right? What, like, let's say the mouthpiece stays in your mouth and that's fine because you're locked in with the <laughs> the depressions with the teeth and it's there, it's solid. What if that spring snaps or the thing comes off the wall? Or what if you're with somebody else and they let go? Someone's dying. <laughs> so someone is going to die from this. And um, it, I... <laughs> That is hilarious. Um, if I look, I'll I'll put exercising device in the in Google. It's not going to come up with it. No, ex- okay. So exercising device, um, bossy flossy. I don't think that's going to come in because I think that's what they made up. Nope, nope. That there's some kind of children's book. It has nothing to do with the device. Thank God. Um, exercising device. From 1923. Okay. There's no matches. Okay. Thank God. (laughs) I'm not going to dive any deeper than that, but it's not easily accessible. So I'm going to say that it probably never happened. It probably never came to existence. Uh, if If it did, this is something that they just kept under wraps because this would make national news. People just dying left and right or losing pieces of their face losing eyeballs from this contraption that is really, it should be from 
uh, medieval times and used as a torture device. Um, this is just insane. I, I would rather wear the the bat wings to jump out of a fiery building than this thing uh, by myself or with somebody else, but definitely not with somebody else. But by myself, it would, it would be just as crazy. This is nuts. So basically, don't. Don't look this up and don't try to recreate it <laughs> or create it to begin with. I, I really want to know what happened to Charles Purdy. Okay, let, bear with me a second. Let's see if we can look up Charles Purdy from 1920s. Uh, Charles Purdy Sr. from 1920 to 1980. That's not it. No. Can't find anything about that. It, it's basically just taking the time they actually died. So that's not going to help. Um, yeah. All right. Not going to find out about Charles Purdy. Maybe in, in between time, I will. Um, look, oh, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Charles Henry Purdy from 1894 to 1945. That fits. Nah, San Francisco. Um, oh, oh, there you go. 1920s, Brooklyn. I can type faster than that, just but I'm having a hard time. Charles G. Purdy. Oh, that is it. That's it, right? Charles G. Purdy. 1918 and 1995. Nope. I'm sorry. at the wrong one. 1850 to 1932. <gasps> Brooklyn Kings, New York. Okay, come on. Just give it to me. Okay, here we go. Okay. Okay, Charles G. Purdy. Oh, this is Ancestry. All right, but they, they would have something... For them, uh, consensus. No, 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 no. Okay, they don't. They don't have anything personal like that. Um, photos. I didn't, oh, no, they don't. <laughs> There's a link for photos that just comes to documents. I was hoping that you would like get a photo of Charles, and he's just missing pieces of his face. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, okay, so he he died when he was 82. That's that's pretty good for that time. I mean, that's very good. Um, so he didn't die from this invention. That's good. Uh, at least it doesn't say that. Uh, yeah. 82. And he would have like his, he probably would have had dentures at the time. That's just, I, I statistically speaking. Okay. Don't, don't, don't yell at me. Uh, no, nothing, nothing, uh, <laughs> nothing here. Nope. Okay. Charles G. Purdy. Now we, now we know who he is. So let's just see if they have anything like inventor Charles G. No. There's um no, no, no. Charles G. Pretty Purdy. Pretty. Charles D. Pretty. Okay. New York Times, Charles, Dr. Charles Purdy, 82, Brooklyn practitioner, 40 years. Okay, so he's a practitioner, medical practitioner in Flatbush. Interesting. I don't know why that's interesting, but, uh, okay. No. Oh, he had other patents. Oh, he had other patents. What were they? This one is the antiseptic air vent and overflow for filters. That is probably in use. 
<laughs> treatment of water, wastewater, or sewage by degassing, i.e., liberation of dissolved gases. I mean that I'm looking at the drawing. Actually, looks that looks uh, that looks legit. But that's from 1891. Okay, so here's what happened. This is just a guess. <laughs> He's a doctor. He had a really good idea in 1891, and it worked really well. I'm just assuming. I don't know for sure. And then 30 years later, he's kind of bored. He's retiring. He's like, well, the first one worked really well. Let's try something else. And then he realized that his teeth, how old was he at this time? He was 70. (laughs) His teeth were starting to get less strong. They're starting to decay and starting his jaw didn't feel as well. Could be a natural process, my friend. Um, and he's like, well, I'll, let's let's figure this out. Oh man, he tried it. He tried it. You know he tried it. I I'm we're all realizing this right now, right? 70 years old. He was in cre- creating this thing. He tried this device. Oh, God bless him. <laughs> he got hurt. There's no way he didn't get hurt. Oh, poor guy. Oh, man. Um, okay, we're going to end it there. <laughs> this is so much fun. I love these things. These are so great. Uh, man, again, I'm not going to tell you where I get this information because I, I want you to be just as surprised as I am uh, every time that we do this. And I want you to read ahead and you know know everything before I tell you. This is just too fun. Okay, um, well... That's it for this week's episode, and hopefully I'm I'm not going to be gone that long. Um, I'm really hoping the recovery is not that bad. And, you know, I do have in-ear headphones, but they, they, they hurt my ears, and that's part of, like, my headache thing. But I will do what I can. And, um, yeah. So uh, if you want to communicate with me, you can go to No Green Eggs Podcast on Instagram and send me a, a DM. There's also a Facebook page, but I'm probably getting rid of that. Uh, Instagram is the best place or you can go to no green eggs podcast at gmail.com. Send me an email or um, I'm going to put a question on this episode as well on Spotify. If you listen on Spotify, if you don't listen to Spotify, you can go to Spotify and just join the discussion anyway. I'll ask a question. You can give an answer and I will read that on a future episode of this show. Okay. All right. So um, yeah, until next time. See you, not see you. <laughs>